Hey everybody, my name is TA and this is the Recourse Podcast. I am so excited to be able to finally put out some episodes that I've been working on for a while now. I've been curating these conversations with my friends and I'm so excited for you to start listening to them. This first episode, I got to sit down with my good friend Trisha. She wrote a book called Audience of One and is now in the process of turning that book into a Bible study. And I can't tell you, there are so many pieces to put together to make that happen. And I think you're really going to enjoy hearing her journey through that process. So let's get started right away. Thank you so much for being here. And I appreciate you taking the time. Um, One of the best ways to start is maybe explain um, how we know each other. Okay. Yeah. Um, Well, when did we meet? Oh my goodness. Oh yeah, that's a hard date, isn't it? <laughs> um, it's years probably ago. been like 10 years. It, yeah, we've been yeah. going to River of Life for uh, at least nine since okay. Lyle's been born. Yeah. yeah, so probably in childcare even, when yeah. I was back in childcare and greeting, I was the, I was the, yeah, um, yeah. whatever you call them. I welcomed everybody and checked you know, your kids in and that feels like a very good place for you like you're very like welcoming yeah bubbly. yeah yeah I remember Bryn I, I loved you guys because Bryn had a hard time at first and you guys were like she's gonna have to get used to it so we're gonna go to church and we we're like okay yes we can do this I like it that's true Matthew was definitely the kind of person who's like nope nope she's fine just and I'd be like Mom, I'm sorry she's crying a lot he's like nah she's fine <laughs> took her a couple weeks and then she was great loved it yeah yeah well, cool Cool. Well, and you have had some pretty exciting last couple of years. Like life has really yes. kind of updated you and God's been moving you in cool ways. It seems like pretty crazy. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I barely graduated from high school and somehow I wrote a book and a Bible study and <laughs> I'm recording videos right now. And I don't know, it's pretty wild. It's awesome because God can use everybody and anybody and mm-hmm. that's you know it's awesome that you stood stood up to the calling that got put on you but I want to start there back in it was in 2019 that the book was actually published how did you get to that point where how did it all come to your plate okay um well I just I really had I mean do you want to do you want to hear testimony stuff sure or do you wanna, well, I, okay. whatever you want to share I've well anyway. um I think it really just our life just got flipped upside down and so we ended up just telling the story over and over again to anybody who would listen and so then it was like oh my goodness I I just really know that public speaking is in my future and so with that I have to have some sort of material and so it was just one of my mentors had encouraged me just sit down and start writing and so I sat down and I wrote some really awful pages (laughs) (laughs) I hope you kept them because someday you're gonna want to look back and see that (laughs) I'm pretty sure I do have a file that's like don't read these these are bad or something is named and um sent them over to my friend and she was like okay well this is this is a starting point Keep keep going. Maybe we'll try to hone it in a little bit. But it really was just an obedience of every day of just, okay, what am I going to write today? And just a few little nuggets that he would give me and I would write them down. And then I would go weeks where I didn't have anything. Oh, sure. And then go back to it again. And so it was really probably about a year and a half process of just even getting it down and... Yeah. Yeah. Do you, were you ever nervous that that wasn't even going to be an, an 
an endpoint like that, maybe nobody would ever publish this. Um, yeah, it was like, maybe this is just for me. Maybe this is just for even my church family or the people around me to just kind of know the full story. And, um, I really went back and forth a lot. Like, is this just supposed to be a Bible study or is this supposed to just be, you know, I don't know what, or should I do vlogs? Is that a thing? (laughs) It's a thing. (laughs) And this is where we ended up. Well, that's amazing. And then, so from that, what were some of the apprehensions or things beyond just, you know, if it will ever become a thing, but was there anybody in your family or in your circle that was, you know, maybe this isn't something I want you to share about me or, or was everybody just kind of go full speed ahead? You know, it, I really had a really great response because Good. you write your, your life story, basically it, there's a lot of people involved. Yes. <laughs> and so, and some of them aren't in the greatest light. And so I really was super, super impressed with my parents, especially because they were divorced. And I wrote about that. It was a big part of my story. And, um, they both were so gracious with it. And, um, it opened up a lot of old wounds, of course. And we had pretty great meetings and like my brother and I, and my parents, we ended up meeting together and just kind of hashing out, like, what did this actually look like? Because when you go back and tell your own story, other people remember that story very differently. And so, um, that was really actually fun and healing for all of us to see like, Oh wow. I would have never thought you saw it that way or, or, but nobody had, nobody was upset or told me to write it different, which was shocking. Well, that's great. Cause that is, you're right. The, we all have our own truth and Mm -hmm. our own perspective. I know even with my husband, we've had that conversation where I understand that that your perspective was this and my yes. perspective was that. Yeah. And how you made me feel and that so it's, it's a hard thing to go back, I imagine, with your family and go and re and you know, open up like you said, those wounds and the, that yeah. kind of piece. So it's very brave of you and very like good that God already put in their hearts too to let that kind of flow out that way. It really was so organic. I mean, really just like I said, just one day at a time, just one step at a time, one obedience at a time that God was just like, okay, we're going to do this now. And this is, we're going to do this. And it was just, um, it wasn't anything I ever scratched or clawed or even really sat down and said, this is how it's going to look. Cause I would have totally messed that up. Well, and I don't think that's, it wouldn't have benefited anybody on the backside either. You know what I mean? The, the best thing about your book is the truth of it and that you can tell when we can tell when we're reading it it's you on a plate or you in a book yeah. it's your heart your journey and one thing I'd like you to explain um, for those who haven't read the book um, what RTF like um, healing deliverance prayer sessions mm-hmm. are what is that and what did that look like for you to go through that I know it's explained yeah. more deeply in the book but yeah so um, RTF is restoring the foundations is okay. what what it what it is and it really is a ministry that I, I really don't know the, a lot of the background of it but someone came up with it and it really is a very organized prayer deliverance ministry and so it's um, set up so that you can come and have healing and have someone that just says hey I'm willing to pray with you and I'm willing to um, kind of get to the bottom of this and really have verbiage and um space and time to be able to do that and just walk you through it because I mean how we we don't know what to do or not that there's magic words or anything like that but just the enemy is a legalist yep and so he he will have to have 
exactly the correct words in order for him to obey and things like that. But um, so, yeah, the the prayer ministry is just an amazing ministry. I can't say enough great things about it. Well, I think the great way you wrote about it, too. And then even Amy shared a piece of hers mm-hmm. in the story. I think there are a lot of people who feel when they hear that type of ministry or they hear about, I know there's um, like Alice is a woman from our church who has a little bit more of the gift of prophecy and things like that. There can be a a little bit of drawback from people like maybe this is a little too much for me of not sure how I feel about that. And you just do it in such a way that it, it feels accessible and it feels like true to the Holy spirit. Like it was led and, and explained in a way that, wasn't scary. If that's oh, the best right. Way. That sounds right. Like bad to say it that way, but no, I, I just talked about this this week in our video that um, last weekend I went to a conference and this woman set aside um, visions in the same way where to not make it scary. And what she had us do is sit and imagine or picture our kitchen in our mind. Like, okay. Take a moment. Can you picture what your kitchen looks like in your mind? Yeah. yeah. And she's like, congratulations. You just had a vision. (laughs) Like that is literally what a vision is. Like it's nothing scary. It's not like God made these crazy things for these special people to be able to see these visions. It literally is just you imagining something in your mind and that he can pluck these little things. And so that really is what the vision that I had of me being under the counter at five years old was me just imagining just like you just saw your kitchen right and it makes so much sense the way that the lord would work that way because he has created every intricate piece of our brains and mm-hmm. our minds and how the synapses and the dendrites work together yeah. into my brain it makes a lot of sense to me that god would leverage those pieces in the same way he does in other things so yeah. the way our emotions and things um as long as it always comes back to you know being centered in the right spaces because we can be led astray in other ways mm-hmm. and that's where i think it's it can feel scary to people because those emotional pieces can take over or, um, you know, like you said, being legal, like the, that Satan is legalistic. It's that feeling of things can become so, you know, lopsided or hard. Yeah. yeah. I have a hard time even describing it because in my brain I'm thinking of how it goes. Well, and there's so many injuries and hurts inside the church, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. and there's so many churches that are way on the side of Holy Spirit driven. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and that gets scary. And if you're not seeing Jesus inside of those Holy Spirit times, then that's something to check. You, you need to check sure. your spirit on that because the Holy Spirit's whole job is to point to Jesus. And, and so. Or if it's contradictory to what the Bible would say, the, oh. the, how things would happen. And I think that's where we yeah. get ourselves in, in huge amounts of trouble in the church and where people find hurt and get yeah. hurt is when we we do end up following um, uh, other people. I love what Pastor Dave, our pastor from our church, always says, you know, it's like the um, relationships over rights mm-hmm. and some of that pieces of we have to be so thoughtful and careful of how we treat people um, biblically so that those pieces of our emotions don't overtake us and I have the right to walk away or be angry or Mm -hmm. treat you this way. It's like, it's not, it's really about how we, uh, you know, are supposed to be treating each other in Christ. And I think that's really important. Um, The other part or the other part of the book that was probably by far my favorite because I felt like I related to it the best in chapter 11, I'm just going to straight up open the book. Yeah. Chapter 11, it's all about joy. And you talked about, you know, that you also hate when people say, what makes you happy and how are you mm-hmm. following your heart? And I think we as women or we in ministry feel like things have to be like 
it has to feel good and it has to feel right for mm-hmm. it to be right. Mm-hmm. And I love that you addressed that and talked about times in your life when it didn't feel good to do what God was asking you to right. do with your best friend yeah. or financially with your family. Mm-hmm. And so that piece really resonated with me. And again, the, you're, you're able to just share that with writers or with the readers yeah. through your writing. Right. I mean, it, there's so many examples of it too in the Bible that it's just, I mean, just beyond Jesus. I mean, him yeah. just saying, not my will, but your will. You know, I mean, he begged it to not have to go through the suffering. He didn't want to do that. He didn't want to, and that wasn't about happiness, but it was really about suffering. And yeah. we just think, especially I think as Americans, that if it doesn't feel good, if it doesn't make me happy, then throw it in the garbage, you know? That's right. And we just really need to check those things. Well, and it's so hard in a instant gratification culture and in a, mm-hmm. in a space that is so, you know, everything's easy accessed and everything is accepted and everything is, you know, the moral compass of we can't, you can't, everything right. is acceptable. And I agree with you. That's a really hard piece. So I appreciated you writing about that and sharing where you had gotten and thought through some of that. Yeah. Um, so now you've taken this book and you've had the opportunity to move it into more of a focus for, for a study. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. How did that come about? Well, I, um, I, I had to read the book so many times. Yes. <laughs> I read this book many, many times. Um, but I always just felt like there was, there was some missing pieces, you know, sure. and that I really, I, my heart is to teach people and the, a great thing about the book and a drawback of the book is that it seems that people aren't able to put it down where most people who have read it have read it in like a two and three day span. So it's, which is, is a compliment, but yet that's not what I want for people either. Sure. I want them to be able to digest it and I want them to be able to take it in and use these truths, not just, Oh, I read, I read a really cool story about some lady one time. Yeah. And so with what the study does is it, ends up drawing it out where then I'm bringing in a lot more biblical truths into it. And it's not just my testimony. It's really a lot more about, about Moses. He's a big deal, of mm-hmm. course. And, um, and Jesus and just how they all tie, tie in and, yeah. and then the videos on top of it. I know, like, I can't wait to see the videos. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, just stylistically, you guys, look, it looks so pretty. <laughs> um, I just, I love that thought because you're right. I did read it very quickly. Mm-hmm. and. One of the things I know you and I had a conversation about quite quickly after I read your book was the way that people are also relating to the book was in a way that you weren't quite hoping people were like, it was all like about you Mm -hmm. and you didn't want it to be Mm -hmm. about you. You wanted it to be a space where people could learn. So that's kind of where you've taken the focus on study. That is what you're saying. Mm -hmm. How, how do you do that? Well, um, that that's all just coming back to me right now. TA just saying that just that a lot of people are like, Oh, I could just really, I could just see you on your porch or I could just see you struggling with this thing. And, um, I'm like, okay, but I want you to see Jesus, you know, see Jesus. And so, um, really, I mean, what I love about the study too, is that there's about three or four days that they're in the Bible. And, um, the way that I really like to study the Bible is inductive. So I like to just take take scripture and just break it down. Let's just see exactly what the scripture says. And so my whole hope behind it was let's get these women into the scriptures, have them study it for themselves. And then at the end of the week, read a couple chapters that would 
that would highlight it or um, maybe bring it to life a little bit more in my own story and my testimony and then come together and then watch a video that would even bring more truth out of it and sure. of the scriptures. And so I, my heart was, I want, I want these women to learn from the word first before I say a word before they see my words on paper or before they see me on stage. And so, um, so that it really is just them and Jesus and they can just have their own encounters and then whatever, whatever I have to say is maybe just a bonus. Well, I think that's a, such a, uh, authentic place to be. That is exactly why I think God put this in your, in your path, because that's what he would want too. like, he wants to use you, but he doesn't want you to be the focus. Right. Right. So (laughs) as awesome as your story is, the fact that it starts by looking at what are the biblical principles and then allowing people even to like put their own perspective into it of like, where am I in that moment? Mm -hmm. Like I said, there are chapters that definitely I can relate to in your book or that hit me in a certain way. Sure. Well, now you're turning it to be able to be every chapter. Now I can find that connection piece. And you do a wonderful job in the book of constantly bringing in scripture and like laying foundational pieces and not just Thank you. I'm going to pick this scripture because it is pretty and it matches what I'm right. feeling. Mm-hmm. And so I, that was evident right away. So it didn't, it wasn't a stretch for me to think, oh yeah, you're going to turn that into a study and that would make sense because it's such a foundational piece in the Bible. But Thank how you. has it been the response? Have you, cause you're going through it with a group of women right now, right? Yes. So this is again, just very organic that God has put this all together and I am, my personality is like, oh, I want to do that. Okay, let's do it now. Like, how's today? Like, that's fine. And and so the Bible study process has been a much longer drawn out process um, than I would have liked. You know, I thought, I already did all the studying for this. It's going to take me like six months maybe to, to get this all down and really put a study into it. And I found that when you open up the same scriptures over and over again, God just reveals more things. And so when you open up this Bible study, it's not like you're just opening up that book and then you're seeing the verses. It's, it's not that at all. It really is way more to it. So it ended up taking me about another year and a half to to write the Bible study. And then um, what I'm doing right now is I have a group of 100 women. <laughs> That's crazy. That's, That's crazy. Awesome, though. That's crazy. Yeah. It, it is actually a little bit of an exaggeration. It's actually 98. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah. 98 <laughs> women that are, um, are coming with two nights a week and, um, well, one group, about 50 women, another group, another 50 women. So I'm able to go practice and give one talk and then the next night be able to video it. That's what a blessing to have that kind of, okay. So I'm a teacher by trade. Yeah. And having, it's always my, my first group of kids is always like, I'm really sorry. I know this isn't the best. Yeah. And then by, by the second, third or fourth hour, I'm always like, yeah, yeah we got this. That was like smooth. <laughs> like, yeah, I totally get that. You but. know, what's been actually really fun is that my Monday night group, they have gotten my raw, authentic emotions and just like, you know, just Trisha the unplugged really. And then, um, and then I've had Tuesday to just kind of hone it in and say, okay, this, this worked, this, I needed notes for this. I I needed some reminders for and whatever. And then Wednesday morning, then really just come and have it be more polished. And so it's been such a gift to have those two different things. And, and then they're auditing the study for me. So they, um, not everyone, but, but whoever wants to as really just 
keeping notes and saying, okay, even just to, we need to capitalize this or this says they're spelled miscorrectly or, or whatever. And, or like this question really didn't hit me. Like, but I think maybe you use this question. And so it's really been a amazing experience to just have, um, so many people walk alongside. Well, and I imagine with that many women too, and just even as you're creating this type of experience to try and kind of differentiate enough that everybody can get pieces of it is hard because Mm -hmm. thinking about where everybody's coming from, what their backgrounds are, where they are even spiritually, you know, because we, we all are in such different places and, or even like last week, how I felt compared to this week and all those people. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's gotta be fascinating to see all of the kind of data almost that you're collecting and seeing how people are responding. And it is, it's, it's pretty phenomenal, especially, I mean, just, I mean, the word of God is living and active. And so it it does, it it hits everybody different and God is so, he fills in all the gaps, you know, whatever, whatever I come to say, then you might hear something totally different. <laughs> well, that's, I think that's always a thing. Or um, I know when I've spoken in public or even just in regular teaching day to day, all of a sudden these things start coming out of my mouth and I'm going, I don't remember preparing that mm-hmm. or thinking that. Or, and all of a sudden you're just like, but I think that's what I was supposed to say. And you just, you just say it yep. and it makes sense. And it definitely has hit somebody or somebody says something to you later and you're going, well, great. Yeah. I didn't know that that's yeah. it. Yeah. I knew it thing to hear and you're going, okay. I know. And it's pretty wild when it is, when it is your study, you know, I'm not that something that is not very profound, but it was very profound for me as I was preparing for these talks. And each week I'm like, Oh, I can, I really can pick whatever topic I want. Like this is the Trisha Dahlheimer study. This isn't, you know, I'm not trying to implement someone's style or I'm not trying to be like someone else. It just really, what do you have for me, Lord? And yeah. and I'll do that. Is that hard though? Because I know we've all seen different studies. You know, Beth Moore does something different, mm-hmm. or um, uh, Priscilla Schiller does things certain ways. Yep. So it's like you feel like that's what success looks like, or that's what you feel like. Obviously, people want it to look that way. Sure. Is it hard to have found your groove? Um, I think beforehand it was as I was preparing and really this has been a 10 year process. Sure. So in the last 10 years at the beginning, I think when, when you're immature in your faith and when you're first called to something, this is my experience anyways, that I'm like, okay, yeah, I want that right now. I'll do that right now. I'll I'll actually probably be really good at that. And, (laughs) and then, and then as it festers and as time goes on and it really becomes more of a reality and you mature in what God's calling you to, you're like, Oh, I, do I want that? I don't, I don't know that. I start to, I'm starting to see some challenges that are really, I'm going to have to really think about and really pray on if that's really something that, that road I want to go down. And so 10 years ago, I would have probably said, yes, I want to be the next Beth Moore. I want to be on on large stages. I want to do X, Y, and Z, all the things. And now I'm more like, Lord, I just, I just want wherever you are, I want to be there because Uh, that's too scary <laughs> for me to disconnect from you and go anywhere else. Right. And uh, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know what he has for the study. I don't know, or for the book or anything. I feel like that's 
actually like the perfect message for you in that that's exactly what this book keeps always right. coming back to. Of mm-hmm. Like there is no other goal, but to have you have right. to have God as the main mm-hmm. audience in your life. Mm-hmm. And there is such a social driving force for us as humans. We need that love. We need that adoration or we need that, you know, support and encouragement. And it's so hard to get to a point where you're like, and if I'm not getting those things, am I doing the wrong things? And you question Satan loves to put that doubt and the, all those Mm -hmm. pieces into your brain. So to hear you say that it always makes me, it makes me kind of laugh in that. That is, it seems like that's your guiding, like this will always be kind of the piece that God's going to keep coming back to for you. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm really thankful for it. I don't know if it's because of the 33 years that I had doing it on my own that I saw mm-hmm. where following Trisha goes yeah. Yeah. Um, that I'm just desperate for his yeah. guidance and for his presence and for all of that. And so, um, yeah, yeah, it definitely is a resounding gong in my life. Like, okay, what, what, where are you? Because I want to be there. <laughs> right. But that puts you in a weird dilemma. So I was thinking about this in the sense of when you're creating a ministry like this and you're thinking through how can I make this so that it impacts the most amount of people, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. have to step out and do things like mm-hmm. on social media and mm-hmm. you have to promote or you have to engage in some ways. But then it feels like you're then crossing that line of, but I'm doing it for other people and not for God. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, has, Absolutely. Has that been... In oh yeah. Anywhere in your realm of that has been a thing. I um I've tried to jumpstart things for him quite quite often. Um <laughs> I'll like, take the keys. Don't oh, worry, sure. I got this. Sure. Like, oh yeah, that that looks like that's probably what I should do. I'll totally. I'll yeah. start I don't know, a website or you know, something. <laughs> and um it just really just keeps coming back to I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I want with this when I want to do it. And so um, just this week, even I was like, Oh, I really hope that the Lord doesn't ask me to like document my daily life, you know, to, because as a writer or as someone who's trying to promote, promote themselves, you really are promoting yourself. Yeah. yeah. And that's what everyone keeps telling me in marketing is, okay, people need to know who Trisha Dahlheimer is. And so you need to go out and just show them who you are. And, um, I, ha- I, feel no desire to do that. Sure. Yep. And even with this, with these videos, each video I have, my hair has been different. <laughs> I've worn a different outfit, which yeah. most people would, yeah. but my hair has been totally different. I've brought a different chair onto the stage because of the, the chair on the front of the book. Sure. Yeah. Um, that was just what I really felt like the Lord gave. And I'm like, I am like a marketing nightmare. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> no, stick with the one thing. We I know. know who I know. Nobody yeah. will, if nobody can recognize me, because she has curly hair one day and straight hair the next day and a ponytail the next day. Like, I don't, I don't know who this woman is, but maybe they'll recognize my face. Yeah. I'm going to go by. <laughs> or the voice. The voice will lead us to yeah. where you are. Yeah. I, but I think that's got to be so hard because I've thought about that a lot too, as I think about those pieces. And then you get stuck in well and if this doesn't and that's not success or that's Mm -hmm. not and then is it has it spread what God wanted it to do and how does that look and um as I've like bathed in prayer some of the things that I'm working on like how do I not allow those things to deter me from the next step or Mm -hmm. even just taking a step yeah I I 
and I'll just speak for myself, I get caught in that fear zone. And my husband, bless his heart, is the constant sounding board for me because I'm constantly like, but what if, but what if, or even just the, and that didn't work. I did do that. And I did step out and that Mm -hmm. didn't come through the way or I wanted it, but Mm -hmm. maybe it was exactly the way God wanted it. Right. I, I know I've struggled in that. So I imagine other people in other ways. Well, I definitely could even, I could say that about the book. Yeah. Because there really, there's not like high volumes of sales on it. I thought I would write this book and he would just take it to, sure. I don't know where. I would just turn around one day and I was like, holy cow, there's like so many people bought it. And that just, that wasn't the case. And I don't know if that's just because it needed to be a study. And yeah. we'll see next year <laughs> what happens with and, that. But, but it doesn't mean it doesn't become seller later too like Absolutely. it's a published book so mm-hmm. it can become it could get picked up in other ways like timing right. is so hard right we have this yes. idea too of like if it doesn't happen instantly or doesn't happen within this other person's scope of time um you know like we'll hear, hear stories of this one person wrote a book and it took up or like this mm-hmm. is the first time they ever did something and it became viral and you're going yeah so if that doesn't happen for me right <laughs> then it wasn't what god wanted right <laughs> so way for you i'm really proud of you to keep like listening and redefining and yes. and finding the positives and the successes that God's obviously brought for you. Mm-hmm. And there is success. And that's, I, I just have to recon kind of come back to redefining success um, through a kingdom mindset and not through this world mindset that I have, which is, wow, isn't that know, real? Yeah. Yeah. It's such it's a, a hard word. piece. Cause God doesn't give us the memo beforehand too, of like, you're going to do this. This Mm-mm. is all it's going to be. And I need you to be happy with that. No. (laughs) And, and actually you don't even know this, but I stopped publication of that book right now. Well, and that's okay. I did. And just because it's in with the study. And so, um, I'm still praying about right now. Like, am I going to have it be separate or together or, um, it's right now. I don't know if you've seen it i have i just as you were like holding it at school but i are at school at church and i i didn't get the chance to, yeah because i'm yeah. in your study because unfortunately right my work schedule so forward, it's but. it's the book is in the back of the study right now yeah. and oh, so um, the, full, the full book is in the back of the study that is awesome and who knows it that yeah like you said the way you're gearing the study maybe having it can be a connection piece that's amazing. Like, and that would be something I never would, you know, when people set out to write a book, it, there's a very distinct view of this is what it's going to look like. Right. And how cool is it that you could transform it into something totally different? Yeah. And so that's really where, where, um, we're praying. We have, um, how many to only two videos left. Sure. Sure. So two weeks left of the study. And then I'm going to have to start making those kind of decisions. Sure. And and see, I'm hoping that we'll be able to publish by winter or spring. Okay. And, and who knows what then the next step of things look like yeah. and with, uh, audio video component mm-hmm. to it, what that could breed and how that, yes. cause people can connect also to, um, you again, as comfortable as that makes you, you know, yeah. but visually seeing somebody and hearing their voice mm-hmm. is different than reading their narrative. And so sometimes for those of us, on the TikTok generation yes. <laughs> or like those yeah. who grew up on YouTube, that, that piece can be so impactful mm-hmm. like that. So who knows what it'll look like, but isn't that interesting how just one step 
led to this next step, which is leading to absolutely. Who knows? I love any scriptures that we can find that have the word teacher learn yeah, in them. Yeah. You know that we can learn to be obedient, or we can we can learn to follow God, or we can learn to hear His voice. Like we can learn all of these things. It's not. He doesn't expect us to come knowing. Yeah. He doesn't expect. He didn't expect me to wake up one day and know how to publish a book or right. or be an author or be a Bible study teacher. And so yeah. it's like, okay, we're just gonna we're gonna do this one step at a time. And it doesn't make us any less. Like it doesn't make me any less of a Bible teacher no. because I wasn't born with the knowledge. Which maybe I don't know if anybody. Is. <laughs> I don't think so. Either, but I think that's what's encouraging about it yeah. is we aren't expected because. God, and God uses these examples over and over in the Bible of I'm going to in um I'm going to call you and then I'm going to equip you. Yeah. Like I am not just picking the people that are already there. Now I do think God gives us those like skill sets or things. There's times when God's uniquely qualified us to get to the spot where we are and then continue. He doesn't just yes. also leave us where we are and go, that's mm-hmm. all you get. I'm not gonna help you anymore. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. I think mm-hmm. we're constantly and I think that again comes from a societal view of like we all have to be in a specific place or be a specific way in order to find success. And it's like, but everything continues to build and God continues to just be exactly what we need him to be at that moment. And I think you were kind of hitting on this when you're talking about how the scriptures keep evolving for you as you learn them and as you study them. And that's what I, I imagine when you do a study, seeing how other people are responding to different parts of the scripture and different questions that you're asking and you you're gathering different spaces from them. And I can sure you can see it's the same way. Imagine like when I'm working with my middle schoolers, I can see why you're at this space and I can see why you're at this space. And I can, you know, like that kind of all that progression. Imagine God looking down at us and seeing that and being like, great. Now you're ready for this. Now you're ready for this. And like what a privileged seat to be in, to lead people there. And walk through that with them. Oh my word. Absolutely. Yeah. I actually just led somebody to the Lord yesterday. <laughs> it was so Do fun. you want to share about it here? I think yeah. I can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I obviously won't use the names or anything, but I was asked to come and, um, and pray for someone who really is just having, um, a lot of health issues. Sure. And so it was a new, a new thing. And, um, the last six weeks. And so we went in and she just really said loud neuro- neurological problems. And so ringing in her head and, um, brain fog and all that. And so we sat down to pray with her and I just asked her if she had a relationship with Jesus. And she was like, I I've had religion my whole life, but I don't know about this relationship thing. And so we were able, there was about four of us there, but I was able to just talk to her about, you know, just the, the truths of how much God loves her and that, that he died and that he rose again and that he did that for her. And so, and so at the end of it, I said, "Is that would you like to give your life to Christ or surrender your life to Christ today?" And she was like, "I really would." Like it was, it was just so sweet. And so we ended up praying with her. And then, like I said, there was a few of us. And so um, after we were praying for healing and everything for her, then she ended up turning around and praying for one of the girls that was there. Yeah, it's and great it was, how God. Yep, knew and yep. had the right people in space. And I'm mm-hmm. assuming there's people there then for the aftercare, like that. You know, like Absolutely. the next pieces. Like yes. I think sometimes we we don't want to hit and run. Like gotta get the next pieces and the next people. I think that's what really hit her. The I mean, what I saw like a physical reaction to her is I 
I said, I don't know how, where you live. And she said, I'm about an hour away. And I said, well, if you're willing to drive, you are more than welcome to come to our church. And she like leapt over and hugged me. And so I don't know if she was just sitting there thinking like, what do I do next? What, what happens after this and whatever. And so she's like, you will see us. And so, um, that was really sweet. And I know that she's been reaching out and asking for Bible versions and trying to figure all that. So it was really authentic. Yeah. I think that's an amazing space in the sense we talk about that, um, how often people do that. And it's a very rare thing. It feels like, yes. like but I always think back of like, how did you become a Christian and what did that look like? And what, what was that pivotal point for you? And just, yeah, going back to, for those of us who had, I should say, for those of us who had large conversion stories, I know that sure. like, I've talked to my sister-in-law about a lot about this. Um, my, my in-laws are wonderful people. They were, um, my husband and his sisters were raised with very, um, conservative, wonderful Christian parents. Mm -hmm. So they didn't really have these huge conversions. Like I don't have family that are Christians. And so for me, it was a very big jarring moment when I made that decision and changed. So it's always like that piece of, and then if you don't have that follow-up and you don't have that connection to people and have that support, it can very as easily fall away and not, mm-hmm. you know, build a foundation for Christ in that way. So community is so important. It is and healthy community. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and for this woman in particular, I want, I want to say I came in and I just was, I just got to see the harvest, yeah. you oh. know, <laughs> but, but there's people in her life, her daughter and, and people in her life that have been planting seeds for years. Yeah. You know, and I just got to come in and see the fun part. Yeah. But we have to remember that all these seeds that we're planting along the way and the fact that, um, yeah, somebody might come in and just yeah. <laughs> get to see all the great stuff, but we I need to continue so to plant to say, seeds. Yeah, yes. it's so important because the, there are so many of us um, that are seed planters. I would say, like, yes. if anything, I feel that's really my mission or mm-hmm. that's really where God has always placed me, that I'm not a huge evangelical, that that God has not emboldened me with that or has not called upon me to, sure. to uh, hone that skill as much, I think, as other people. Yes. But I think there's so many things in my life that he has empowered me to do that are so many of those seed questions. Yeah. And there's so many people that I've had those conversations with where I'm like, you're, you're three-fourths of the way. I can see it. Yeah. I can see yep. it and I can see where that's going. Yep. And that's where I leave you. Like, and yes. I get to pass you on to the next yep. person, which is weird. But it's like that. I'm okay with that. I have to be okay with being that person. And that's just who I am in Christ, that, that meant that's okay. Cause there's all of those people are needed to get to that one point. So isn't that awesome? I mean, yeah. we, we need the hand and we need the eyes and we need the hair yep. and we need, you know, we need all the, all the positions of the body. Yeah. And it's pretty neat to see it working as a well-oiled machine when everyone works their parts. <laughs> it is. And it goes back to that, com- that comment I made, that healthy community, because it's yes. such a season of where things don't always feel that way Mm -hmm. where our churches or the way we treat each other or the way that we talk about things don't always seem to cause healthy relationships anymore and so um I know I shared this with you a little bit but part of the rationale of this even these conversations that I'm collecting is for that to be able to think through and out loud process and to be able to continue to encourage. I think one of the biggest things for me, for sure, um, one of the biggest guiding things for me is I want to be a person that assumes the best in others. Like I think sure. we have a tendency to not do that for each other anymore. Mm-hmm. We will 
uh, assign a, a community or a label or a, a, just something I saw you do. Therefore, I'm assuming you are now grouped in this world. Mm-hmm. And so trying really hard to draw that back for myself and assume the best in all people. So love that when we can have healthy communities and healthy churches. These are the things that happen and people can Absolutely. grow and find God faster and yeah. more richly. And I think um, the biggest part about having a healthy community or having a healthy environment is being healthy ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what can, what, what else can we do? Yeah. I mean, I can't make the people around me be healthy, No. but I can, I can try to infuse, you know, truth and love and grace in the spaces. Within the correct boundaries that I can set for myself and for others, right? Like that's what I think we also have a tendency not to have good boundaries for ourselves or for others. Sure. And allow all those pieces to cloud. Yeah. I want to come back to in with your book being audience of one, what are big thoughts or tips that you would have for people? Like I, I shared with you, you know, this is a struggle for me. I do look at, what social media is saying and what people have said about um, projects that I've done in the past. And I've let those things cloud my ability to um, really just focus on, well, but I know God is the one I need to please. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you think, or what do you have tips wise for people to kind of come back to that? Come back to that. Um, My, my saving, saving grace just on my sanity and on everything is just my quiet time in the morning. Mm -hmm. I, I covet that time and I do everything that I can to have it. And I I probably have more than most people do just because I'm fortunate enough to stay home. And so, and I, and I'm a morning person. So those two things give me (laughs) a lot of grace. Neither of those two. So (laughs) tell me more. Yeah. No, but that, that's good. But just even just, um, my my biggest thing that I've seen and really I've heard from God is journaling. I'm not a huge journaler. I really am not. But when I am desperate to hear a word from him, I take out my journal and I ask the questions. Sure. And then, and then I write down what I hear. Even if I don't make it doesn't make sense to me, I just write down whatever I whatever I hear him saying. Yeah. And that's when I really feel like the intimate time with the Lord is mm-hmm. just when I have in pen to paper, it focuses my mind so that I don't start thinking about all the other things yeah. and, or get distracted by all the other things and really just, okay, it's me and you. What do you want from me today? And asking those questions, yeah. like what gas station do you want me to go <laughs> to? I mean, it's, yeah. it sounds re- kind of ridiculous, but it really, if we live that way, he will guide us. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I guess that's would be my biggest thing is just really setting aside a time, whether I don't, whatever time of day it is or whatever space it is, but just really um, protecting, yeah. even if it's 15 minutes, yeah. I mean, to just, and to just be quiet with the Lord. Yeah. Worship. I mean, that's, that's always a saving, you know, we yeah, can for sure. throw on worship and put us back into a right space but um turning off the noise turning off the the social media and the um influences yeah i think you're getting at an important point though too and even well the example that you use like what gas station or whatever i'm sure there are people that are like okay i'm you know that sounds but what it really is doing is being like it's the same thing of like uh, when I stop for dinner, well, what, what does my husband want to eat? Like, what would my husband be interested yes. in? And we're constantly doing that for the people we love in our life, right? Mm-hmm. Like, 
oh, I know that my daughter likes this color and I should probably purchase the, you know, in yes. this way. It's the same thing. We don't do that in the same way in our mindset of, but what would God want? And yes. what would God want me to do today? Or where, where would that, what would that look like if I was asking him mm-hmm. versus, you know, we, I think for some people it sounds silly, but you're right. It is so it should be driven in that way. And absolutely not in a legalistic way, no, not no. in a have to mm-hmm. like, um, but in a, I'm so in love with you that I just want to know what you think. Yeah. You know, like, like we did when we were first dating. Yeah. You would do anything yeah. that Matthew wanted when you were first dating because you just wanted to get to know him and you were excited to see what he wanted or what he liked or what, you know, all of those things. And so, that's where I want to come from sure. for the Lord, who is is from a love relationship, right. not out of obligation. No, or, and I love that you say that. Not a legalistic way of not in a a way that okay, now I'm so you know boxed in. I forgot to ask God what gas yes. station to go to. And now, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I made pasta, which I was supposed to make. <laughs> I should probably start asking him about dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Why? In your book, you said you're the best cook ever. Yes. <laughs> not your favorite thing. No, it's really not. It's same thing with me and cleaning. We're not yeah. friends. Because <laughs> I'm like, you can only see this part of my house. <laughs> well, it's very clean, so oh, you're doing no. good. Because <laughs> this is the part you get to see. <laughs> it's just like our social lives or, you know, our social media. It's, I'm yes. going to clean up the part to see, but not really all of it. The rest of it's very well lived in. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. No. I like that too. I appreciate that. But, mm-hmm. Okay. So comes the big question of the day. Yep. So thank you for sharing. I'm very curious and I was excited to hear everything you're doing. What are you curious about? What are you going forward from this? Or what are things that you are seeking out, learning, growing from right now? You know, I have to, um, I have to say that something that I'm super intrigued by and interested in is, um, learning more about spiritual gifts oh, sure. and learning more about a specifically prophecy. Like the, the Bible says that, that the God wants us to speak in tongues, but he more than that wants mm-hmm. us to prophesy like as new Testament believers. And that that really just means building up, stirring up and cheering people up. It doesn't, it's not fortune tellers or anything like that, but just mm-hmm. really just learning what that looks like in our daily life to just like we said, going around and asking the Lord what he wants for us to do. I want him to say, what do you have to say to this person that's in front of me? Like, sure. like, do you have a word for them or is an encouragement or just um, what does she need to hear right now that I would be able to do that for you? And so that's something that really is stirred in me right now sure. that I feel that I'm maybe missing a huge opportunity that I could go be Jesus yeah. To strangers yeah. or to, um, I'm, I have always tried to make a point of like, if I see a woman that I think is really beautiful of just saying, wow, you're really pretty because mm-hmm. I would really like that. Yeah. You totally said that to me. Just, uh, you know, I, gonna... I know. I, we've already <laughs> talked about how good TA looks. Oh, so, <laughs> but, um, but I, I just think what a, I would be really blessed by that. Yeah. So if I see something in someone I want to just step out and I just have always made a point or, you know, as an adult, anyways, I've made a point to try to do that. And so that's really like what new Testament prophecy is, is just bringing out the good in people and just seeing what it, what it is and not false flattery or anything like that, but just like, Lord, what, what do you have for them today? And 
and stepping into it and having the courage and the boldness to be able to (laughs) listen and um, follow through with it. Yeah, that gift seems to be, I feel like, I don't want to say hot topic, but I feel like I've had a couple of people at our church have talked about this. Oh. um, I feel like I don't want to speak out of turn, but um, uh, Siri, who sings at church, she was talking about this, and this is something that God's really been growing in her personal walk, and Mm -hmm. I'm hoping someday I can talk to her and she can share more about that, but I just feel like I've heard that from a couple of women, not only at our church, but just in in the realms, and I Mm -hmm. think, again, it comes back to there are certain spiritual gifts that people are you know, scared of speaking in tongues that scares people or prophesizing or things Mm -hmm. like that, because it doesn't seem to be a very, everybody has that gift. And that's one that is super obvious and super easy to come across or see or be exposed to, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that they aren't biblical or that they aren't um, accessible. And those are the things of our spiritual gifts innate um, cause God says we all have spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. Are they learnable skills? Are they, and those are the pieces yeah. that I always feel I don't have the answer to is about sure. my pay grade a little bit because sure. I was the kind of kid <laughs> actually, but I became a Christian when I was in high school. So when I was in college, I remember taking spiritual gifts tests. I think I shared this with you before. <laughs> I'm the kind of person I lie because <laughs> I always want a specific one. <laughs> I think if I answered this way, they're going to tell me right. that can I have. You tell, like, I know this is going to lead down the direction that I'll get that spiritual gift test, and then I can see I'm so that person. And I, because there's times when I don't like my spiritual gift. My spiritual, I'm leadership and teaching are definitely my spiritual gifts, yeah. and some of that just feels so like a drag. And like um, leadership, I don't yeah. feel like that's a great spiritual gift. But I am, I'm great at organizing, and you know, like there's there's certain yeah. qualities that there's a reason I'm a teacher in real life. I, yes. that God has called me into that into that career or vocation, but you know, like oh my son word. That looks so much cooler yeah. and I want to be those people. What, what about, okay. So I have two friends that have the gift of helps, mm-hmm. which basically just means when they're around people, the other people's spiritual gifts are like really good. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, they're people I want to be friends with because yeah. they just make my gifts better, sure. you know, but, um, you know, imagine they would probably be like, I would love <laughs> to be a leader or a teacher. <laughs> sure. TA. Well, it's because it's those things that it's the coveting and it's the, yeah. there's things that we just have de- determined are the thing I want to be, yeah. not the thing that I am. And rather than pour into, but I am, I'm going to always be five, four. I'm always going to have, you sure. know, like, there's always certain things about sure. me that I will forever be. And I just need to lean in on those things because God obviously knew what he was doing and he yep. purposely created me this way. And I got to stop lying on my spiritual gift test. You do. You do. You do. I, I have, God has really showed me that the faster I can be myself with someone, the faster I'll know if they're my people. That's true. That's true. I because like that. otherwise I, I pretend to, because I've, I've walked this many times, but you can pretend for a really long time and yeah. then you're invested for a really long time and then you find out this is not my person. And then it's so hard. But if I could just be myself, all myself right away, I'm not saying no boundaries or, you know, all of that, but just be as authentically myself as I can be. I found out really quick if, if somebody wants to be around me or not. (laughs) This huge knife of conviction coming at my heart, because I literally just had this conversation with a different friend that I, I made a comment and they're like, you make it sound like you don't have any friends. And I'm like, you know, the truth is I'm a type of person that I have a lot of surface friends because yeah. that's where I'm comfortable. I feel sure. very comfortable because like you just said, because if I don't go deep with people right away, I don't have to find out they're not my people or mm-hmm. 
more fearfully, I'm not their people. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, or mm-hmm. that I will be rejected. Yeah. So there's that sense of just easy to stay up here and kind of float by. And yeah. then, but at the same time, I'm denying not only myself, but other people, the ability to have that relationship. And Absolutely. I think for a long time, it was such a selfish thing. And it is such a selfish thing to be like, well, I just don't want to, I don't want to put myself out there or mm-hmm. be in that space. But I'm also denying somebody that other person that I could be for them. Yes. And like you said, that, so it's a hard, like I said, big, huge conviction that those are pieces that I need to continue to work on. That's a beautiful way of looking at it, though. Yeah, but, ugh. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> you are like, uh, what do we, what do we call it? Depriving your future friend <laughs> from depriving you. My future <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor them. <laughs> I can be so, quite self-deprecating. I apologize. <laughs> but you had actually really convicted me another time, and I, you, I don't know if you'll remember this at all. But um, it was during um, our ladies from our church. Um, I'm not sure if they still do, but they used to do a group, the Divine Comfort. Oh, so sure. Still, um, it's it's not happening at right the moment. now. But, mm-hmm. um, but it was this great space where, where people would come together and it would be a different speaker or a different topic and things like that. But beforehand, I had come to that space. I was really in a low spot. Um, I had set out to do something I felt God was calling me to do with this blog and mm-hmm. putting myself out there in a way that was very uncomfortable for me. And I felt like it had really started to go south. And okay. I didn't know where I kind of was going. And I was sitting a little bit off to myself and you'd come and you're just like, Hey friend, blah, blah. And, um, you'd kind of ask me how it was going and I had shared just a minimal amount and you stopped me and kind of like, well, who are your tribe? Like, who are your people? And it, just right there again, being like, ah, oh, on it. I don't have that. I don't yeah. have those people because I've not been willing to share that this is what I'm doing. This is what God's calling me to do. And I, I just feel like I'm like, well, wait till it maybe it's successful. Then I'll tell people. Oh, sure. And I think that mm-hmm. was a huge, huge piece for me. So every time mm-hmm. I share out, I'm thinking about starting this or God's calling me to this. And it's like, but I don't want to tell people. Yeah. Cause if it's not successful, then they won't mm-hmm. know that I failed. Mm-hmm. And so you just kind of rip my heart open again and just, mm-hmm. I'm like, darn it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So each time I, I'm trying those pieces and I think God brings you back into my social life. I'm like, I need you to get on there about that. So thank you for doing that. You're welcome. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> Good thing people can see my facial expressions. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. She lies on a spiritual test and she's lying right now. Just so you know. <laughs> just kidding. Thank you for trusting me. Everybody, we appreciate it. <laughs> no, but that's fascinating. Thank you for sharing about, I, I hope that you will continue to get people in your path too to help you figure yeah. what it looks like for you and how that you know and god will yeah. continue to because who knows what what that will bring and how that will absolutely move forward and who you could encourage i mean who you just can cause that's really again that's what it's about is just how we can encourage people especially yeah. like you said in this world that we live in right now that so many times it's it's you know kind of pushing people down yeah well, instead we can, of like let's lift everybody up let's, we can totally spiral into that and be into this you know total and uh, and i'll be all right but that's not who we know that's not our future we know that's right. not how life's gonna end like mm-hmm. that that's the end game for us so we have to sure. constantly kind of draw back and go we're in the world but not of it and yeah you know total cliche but it's yeah time, it's true so yep yep yeah. Absolutely. Well, again, I really appreciate you coming today and being willing to share with me and just giving your heart. And Thank you so much. For, it's been really fun. <laughs> I, when are we going to do it next week? 
<laughs> I am sure that you'll have to come back on because I cannot wait to hear what's going to happen next yeah. in your study. So yeah. but it'll be so cool to be able to hear that, the next steps and what's the next part of the story and where God's going to lead you. So, I really am excited to hear the next part of her journey. I also need to like now do some reflection on my own uh, questions on my spiritual gifts. But... Overall, again, I just cannot say enough um, thank you to my friend Trisha for coming and sitting and being the first person to be willing to come on this podcast. And thank you for tuning in. I'm excited for you to come back and hear other great conversations I have coming up. Keep an eye out for new episodes, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks, everybody.